Not the boring, generic, milquetoast stuff coming from the network in Connecticut. I'd describe him as the best, obviously. Cattles. He throws it out there. Speaks his mind. That's cool. And Rami. He's supposed to make people laugh. He's just an expert at it. Cattles and Rami. Live and local in the afternoon. Sacktown Sports. There it is. I was having some headphone issues. It is Cattles and Rami. It is a Friday. The Cattles half of that. He'll be back on Monday in the co-host chair. Once again, this afternoon is the one, the only Jay Johnson. Jay, how are we this Friday afternoon? night. Oh, man, it feels good. Come on it? now. We got Simone on the other side of the glass once again, doing it all. Yes, Once she is. again, I'm feeling a little better today, but I'm at that stage where the voice gets squeaky at times. So this could be a very interesting Friday here on the oh, Cattle. Oh, Lord, brother, you're you going through all kind of little elements right now, my <laughs> yeah. man. Yes, I am. Yes, I, Sweating I, off pounds. I think this is the last of it. I think I'm getting out the last of it today, and uh, c- certainly by Monday. I think I'll, I'll be I'll be back to 100%. Oh, I know you are. I'll be ready to go. I'm not wishing. I know. I'm ready to go today, oh, quite, quite frankly. Oh, we, got, we got a lot to talk about after uh, the NBA draft yesterday. Not all NBA today, but it'll be NBA heavy. Of course, we go on the record at 3.30, as we do every Friday. And uh, one of my favorite things to do every week in other news to close out the show. Ooh. But that's way, way off. That's at 5.45. Just want to know, to start things off, how'd you like what the Kings did last night? 800 920 1140. You can always text the show, 916-339-1140, and comment over there at the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Sports. Give us those likes. While you're there, subscribe, rate, review, do all the things to help us grow this thing. All uh, the above. Yeah, Check the box D. Yes, sir. Of course, Monty McNair spoke after the draft yesterday and uh, talked about this. This put him, he thinks, in a pretty good position moving forward. Uh, but I can talk about Colby. Uh, who was a, a, obviously a productive and, and smart utility player, uh, a defender, a two-way player, um, somebody that we're, we're really excited to add to uh, the, the culture that Mike, uh, myself, and the rest of us are, are building here. Uh, really a winner. Um, won almost two-thirds of his games at Xavier. Uh, so we're excited to bring him in. Uh, also excited to welcome Jalen Slauson to the Kings. Uh, Jalen uh, was the... Uh, SOCOM Player of the Year this year, Defense Player of the Year, uh, I believe two years ago. Um, so excited to bring those those two guys uh, into our organization. There he is talking about the two young men that the Kings drafted last night. He also talked about the flexibility that the Kings now have after dealing Rashawn Holmes and the 24th pick, which opens up about $30 million in cap space this summer. We always value the optionality and flexibility when we can acquire it. Um, and... Uh, We've got, I think, a really – this was a great season, uh, you know, for, for a lot of reasons. Um, and we, we want to have a long a long playoff run here and uh, continue to compete. And uh, to do that in today's NBA, you have to be able to, uh, to build your team out, not just in the very near term, but over the course of many years. And so uh, we're, always, we're always having that balance, right? Well, what can we do to add to the team now? But – how does that affect what we can do going forward? Um, so we think, uh, you know, what we were able to do tonight, what we've done uh, going back to the deadline in past years uh, will give us a lot of options, not just this summer, but as we get into next year. So, Jay, they move out of the 24th pick, 
But they also move out from under the contract of Rashawn Holmes, and they draft Kobe Jones and Jalen Slauson. How'd you feel about what your Kings did last well, night? Well, first things first, let me say this. Mm-hmm. I, I want to. I saw the Rashawn Holmes jersey. I think it's behind me. Oh, no, it's, it's on the side. It's already, the right they already took it down off the wall. Yeah, man. I saw last <laughs> night Chris and Cole and, and Jay Ross, they had it behind them you know, during the draft show uh-huh. and once Rashawn was traded. I don't know Rashawn personally. I've had an opportunity to be around him at the – uh, at the facilities, go to sure. one. He's come in here. He's brought his family in here. He's had a couple of interviews right here at this very desk at, on these very mics. I believe he was sitting right there for the two times that I've seen him here. Absolute fantastic cat. That's everything I hear about him. I mean, one of the dopest brothers you ever going to meet, my man. And to go through something that he went through over the last couple of seasons mm-hmm. – and to the best of my knowledge, never complained, never said anything negative. Always a pro. Always a pro. But I'm also talking about off the court, Rami, mm-hmm. because I sit in this chair having gone through something that Rashawn went through off the court when it comes to children and, and custody and all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so with that being said, I just want to take my hat off to that brother. I want to take my hat off to Rashawn Holmes. I want to take my hat off to the Holmes family, Mama Holmes, Papa Holmes. His brother has always been a solid cat every single time I get to shake his hand and meet him. I want to make sure they get their praise when it comes to the Sacramento community, first and foremost. With that being said, $35 million in cap space. (laughs) Talk to me. $35 million in cap space. 12.4 on the MLE, 12 on the TPE. If I'm calculating that correct, Rami, look, we know capologists, and I know we got people here like Kyle Ledbetter. That's I'm all the they worst do. At it. I will be the first to raise my hand and say, I do not understand oh, I'm so the bad. NBA salary cap. You I start reading yes. that stuff. I've been having Kyle explain roll. it my for the last roll. two hours to me, and just I still don't get it. Tell me how much money they have to spend and how much, how much players are going to cost. Just, right. Can we just keep it simple? <laughs> keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it 12, simple. You got a 12 over here, a 12.4 here, and a 35 point something here. I'm going to say that, right? Fine. You know what that means? I, don't, I think. Okay. <laughs> Big money. Okay. No whammies. Good. Okay. Big money's no whammies. That's All what right. I'm talking about right here for the Sacramento Kings. All right. Options are at an abundance, Rami. I mean, look. Options are always better than none. One thing I teach my daughter all the time is this. You always have an option in life. It might not be the one you want to go for. It might not be the one that's correct. But there's always going to be a time in everything you do that you're going to have an option. I don't care if someone has a harmful, uh, you know, piece of machinery next to your body. It doesn't matter. The fact of it is, is you still have an option at that very moment. Options are in abundance right now, mm-hmm. Robbie. I mean, come on, brother. I'd rather have an option than none. Yes, sir. So I, I get the impression you're happy with what they did last night. Oh, come night. on. I'm big time. <laughs> Sign me up. Because you know what it is? Is this. Options makes differences. We said right? we wanted them to trade it. And we were talking about trading it for a player, getting a player in return. But they essentially, they did that. You know what I mean? By just freeing up the money and the player that they can go and get in free agency now when it starts in a week they base they they basically traded Rashawn Holmes got well got his money off the books and got traded that pick but they brought in a player through the money that they freed up who they'll go and it's a player to be determined essentially who you'll try and get on the free agent market it's exactly what we were looking for yesterday absolutely Jay. love it go you, get somebody who can help you today that's right 
and and powerful. Yep. I, I use the words powerful and impactful. Mm-hmm. Go grab me someone or two now. Mm-hmm. Look, now we have options. Mm-hmm. Or two or maybe even three if you want to get jazzy. You know, if you really want to get out there and get your, <laughs> your you know, your, <laughs> your flyness on. I mean, you have an opportunity at this point, and this is the great part about it. Is and I keep going back to my guy Lance Woods, funny comedian here out of Sacramento, super Kings fan. You Hilarious see him all the time. Man. Been a part of the show, friend of the show, friend of the network. In Monty, we trust. Now it's time for us to sit back, relax, and see what Monty does with options. You know that's not going to happen. People don't sit back and relax. It, it never mean, happens. Never. It's like, what do we do with the money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are the folks right there. Man, you, you, you need to go take a couple accounting classes. <laughs> learn how to save, as they say, for a rainy day. Get your 401k up, your IRA up, you know, all these different things. I mean, we could go on to a whole lot of different situations. You want to come learn how to dabble with some funds? Come talk to your boy, Jay. I'm and, talking to and you. And I like, I like what they did with the picks. Yes. Now, I, I'm I'm always transparent about this. Not the biggest college basketball guy. You know what I, I mean? I would have never thought but, it. <laughs> but one thing, born on the same day as Mike Bibby's shot, the biggest shot in Kings history, some might argue in the Western Conference Finals, and a guy who I trust, John Hollinger. I checked out his scouting report today, and this is what he said. And this sounds like a lot of things that the Kings need. Jay, a passer and a playmaker, reads the game quickly, has counters and touch as a scorer, uh, really good defender. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not qu- he says, not quite a potential all-NBA defender, but one who will be strong, quick, and switchable on a variety of different matchups. Also sharp as a team defender, even if there are some random gambles from time to time. He says it all comes down to him being able to knock down 38% of his threes on about five attempts or so per game. And he said he hit about 42% of his catch-and-shoot threes last season. Mm-hmm. And we know if you're going to get anything – in the Kings offense off of what De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis are opening up for you, it's going to be those catch-and-shoot threes. That's what Keegan Murray benefited from. That's what Kevin Herter benefited greatly from. And, Jay, he, three years at Xavier, he comes in as as NBA ready as a second-round pick probably might be. Sounds like a guy would come in and help him right now and play a role. Maybe a small one to begin, but maybe it grows from there. Both of the guys, I mean, Jalen Swanson being a fifth-year senior, both of the guys coming in are ready-made guys, you know, ready-made prospects, something that Chris Watkins has talked about a few times on this network about. He wants someone who can step right in a la Keegan, a la looks like his brother, you know, someone that the, the league considers old at this point, at 22 years old and 23 years old, 21. It's like, you're old? I mean, just because you have a two in front of your number, you're old in the NBA. I can only come out when I'm 19, Mr. Silver. And, and scouts and media report, you know, it's crazy. But I like the fact that they went for proven prospects. Mm-hmm. Someone that you kind of know you, what you're getting. We can probably teach you a few more things. Who knows? You know, kind of. I saw somebody put this in. I don't know how close this is. And I uh, I got it in my notes here. Uh, it was uh, Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor compared Kobe Jones to Bruce Brown without the quickness. Mm. If you're giving me Bruce Brown, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I will definitely take right that. Right now. I mean, I, I wanted them to And go you're not going to have to pay the Bruce Brown number. <laughs> right? Yeah, I for mean, sure. yeah. Bruce and, Brown at not a Bruce Brown price. Oh, of course. Yes, sir. You know, Bruce Brown's probably looking for double figures, 10 and more. He got 6.9 last year. But 
I'm just saying when it comes to that, I love what they did. Love the options. Love the money. Yep. Jay, remember when I said people are already freaking out about what Monty might do with the money? I get it, man. It's exactly what we're going to talk about next. Right here, Kettles and Robbie. Million dollars in cap space. Kettles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. Your afternoon home for Kings Talk and more. This is Kettles and Rami on Sacktown Sports. It ain't nothing but a party, right? That's what I hear. It's Friday on the Cattles and Rami show. That's Jay, Simone on the other side of the glass. I'm the Rami half of Cattles and Rami on uh, post-NBA Draft Friday. You can get in on the show, always, 800-920-1140 is how you can call. Text 916-339-1140. Comment over there on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Sports, And make sure you give us those likes, subscribe, do all the stuff. While you're there, Dwayne Baker says, uh, JJ, I've got an all blacked out A's hat that I'm wearing Man, all where you season. That? Where'd you cop that, Dwayne? I need one of those, brother. This is the closest I have. I, know, I think Dwayne. I have an all black A's hat, but this That's was all the closest. black, isn't it? Except for the Except other for side. The, of yeah, the yeah, I got uh, some. Oh, so the, the logo. Yeah, the also. logo is still emerald yeah. green or whatever it was. Jay, I think I also have a Juneteenth uh, A's hat for you. I what? could oh. definitely pass along. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. I got wait, it last year. Really? Last year because of our partnership. Oh, mm-hmm. why you holding out on me, Simone? Yes. Okay. Also, I, I need to give you your flowers. You. Someone just called in between the break saying that you're doing such a good job and that he really loves you being on the show. Hey, man, shouts out to that gentleman. <laughs> that esteemed gentleman. Absolutely, man. I love it. <laughs> and uh, David says, I can't wait to see Monty at a Kings Championship parade. Oh, he better goodness. go harder than Mike, Mike Malone. Malone. <laughs> oh no one is going to go harder than Simone. Let's That's just start there. <laughs> I might agree with that. I might agree with that. I've always said if, if if anybody the A's the Niners you know if they win I'm going J.R. Smith I'm shirt off all oh yeah all, all day oh, yeah. yeah gotta yeah. go shirt I told Verlod carry me when I can no longer walk <laughs> <laughs> that apple cider gonna have you to the left huh? uh, yeah, <laughs> well uh, like we said last night the Kings opened up about thirty million dollars in cap space with the Rashawn Holmes trade. And immediately, people started speculating as to what they will do with all that money, including Brian Windhorst on ESPN. Okay, I want to go back to the Kings. <laughs> you got to figure out what's going on in Sacramento. <laughs> you know, and, and Pelton, um, you know, give Pelton credit here. Pelton mentioned this. Mike Brown uh-huh. is extraordinarily close to Draymond Green. Extraordinarily close. Mike Brown was the Draymond Green whisperer with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green is a free agent. They now have the money if they want to give him a premium over what he opted out of in Golden State. Okay. Now, I do believe that Draymond wants to be a warrior. And I do believe that the trade for Jordan Poole today puts the the Warriors in in good position to be able to keep their books in a fashion where they can keep Draymond and keep Klay Thompson if they both sign contracts that are pay cuts or at least mildly flat to where they are. But the Kings can now go hunting for Draymond Green if they Mm. wish. And that would be extraordinarily interesting because it is the exact, exact type of player that they need. And there's already a, already a, uh, 
Well, you know, it'd be interesting with Sabonis. That would be interesting first practice. Um, <laughs> yeah, the fans would be. The fans would have to do something. To that would change be their extraordinarily opinions. interesting situation. Holy Moses! Um, I could just talk about that clip. Like, yes, <laughs> Wendy's energy. He yep. was just tired he at that point. It was late in the night, and then who decided to put that music over it? But that's neither here nor there. Or we're, we're gonna we're gonna focus on the content of it, and he's not the only one. Jay, this is from Jay Hollinger at the Athletic today. The Kings are now looking at having over thirty million dollars in cap room that it could use to chase an upgrade at power forward spot if they let Harrison Barnes leave in free agency. I think it's really important to note that they have an opening at power forward and have a former Warriors coach, have an owner obsessed with the Warriors, and they need to improve on defense, and Draymond Green is an unrestricted free agent. Was this money freed up for Draymond Green? Uh, No. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I put the uh in front of the note <laughs> just for the dramatic Brian Windhorse pause or, you know, the slowness of Brian. No, I think it just opened up options. Again, it, the possibilities, Rami. I'm pretty sure they have their eye on a few, you know, good men, a few good people, a few good ball players. But I'm not going to go on a limb and say this money was exactly opened up for Draymond Green. I think it was opened up for the the type of person, the type of ilk of who Draymond Green can present to the Sacramento Kings, no matter if you like him or no matter if you hate him, no matter if you agree with the fit, no matter if you disagree with the fit. The ilk of who Draymond Green is is what the Kings opened up this money for. And I'm look, we've had Draymond conversations. I have a, a plethora, a list of what he does great. I have a few things that he does, you know, probably not to the best of his ability. But I think you would be foolish if you didn't at least pick up the phone. And the word of the day, this is like Sesame Street, Rami. Options, options. brother. It's <laughs> options. Give me Count Dracula out this thing. Options. That's all I'm saying. And I think Draymond Green is an option. And I, I'd be in on him, man. I mean, I, I don't know if he's if he's at the top of my list. You know what I mean, but I I I think he 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 helps and and he comes here and he gives you a lot of of what the Kings need. Mm-hmm. The one thing about it is he does a lot in in the Warriors' offense that Domas does in the Kings' offense. So how much of that are you going to take out of Domas's hands and hand over to Draymond Green? But I think those are things that that Mike Brown can figure out. And Jay, I'm not like I'm here for it. You know what mm. I mean? Like I said, I don't I don't, he's not at the top of my list, but if that's, you know, the the NBA free agency, it's not like the Kings get first pick at whoever they want. They go out there and they compete with the other 29 teams that right. are trying to sign these guys. You know what I mean? If the first, second, third guy on my on my wish list or however the order might fall isn't there, would I be satisfied with getting a Draymond Green? Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. And and even with all the the BS, and even with him having stomped on Domas's chest, look, man, Dennis Rodman put a scar in Scottie Pippen's chin that's still there to this day. And a couple years later, they played on the same team and went on to win three championships together. Mm. Domas can get over it too. You know what I mean? Very and whatever, true. And whatever hard feelings you have as a Kings fan, you can get over it too. If Draymond <laughs> comes here and puts on the purple and black and 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 helps you do some some big things as as an organization, that's that's all that matters, man. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the a couple of things for me is nastiness, toughness. The oomph. I think the Kings definitely need that type. You know, when it comes for me, besides Trey Lyles, Malik Monk, Davion, Davion Mitchell, I think they lack that. You know, I don't, I don't think they have that toughness, the oomph to it, the fam- familiarity of Mike Brown, which you talked about, mm-hmm. right? Creator, something that I keep pushing here for the Sacramento Kings 
sometimes you got to take the ball out of Dre, excuse me, out of uh, De'Aaron's hand, and sometimes the ball, as we've seen in the playoffs quite a bit, is not going to be in Domas' hand. You need a third creator. Rebounding, come on now. Single-handedly, Kayvon Looney almost beat the Sacramento Kings. Yep. On the glass, Windex. I mean, dude was cleaning the glass all playoffs on the Sacramento Kings. And this other thing, too, you take a piece of the competition, Rami. You put a chink in the in the yep. competition's armor. Yep. Right up the road, Pacific Division, someone you're going to have to deal with. I mean, it. you're taking one of their own, right, and making them, their, your, making them your own. Mm-hmm. For me, though, this is the only thing I would worry about with Draymond. 33 years old, but... We know he's not the defender he used to be, right? We know that. Uh, there's been a drop-off, I would say, the last year, year and a half. Who knows why? Sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get with Draymond. I think he, he's a controlled a controlled uh, nemesis. I think he knows what he's doing. He controls it. But the one thing for me with the Sacramento Kings I think is a little interesting, Rami. You tell me what you think is he might be a little overpowering for what the Kings have down at the Golden One. And I say that, I let off with the nastiness. Yeah, because I'm not exactly sure some of them guys down there can handle what Draymond is really coming in and asking for. That's something we always hear from all the media, the insiders about how Draymond is. Look, in your face, I'm not exactly sure just knowing what I know happens down at Golden 1, some of those guys might not be built for that. And I don't know that a lot of guys are going to, are gonna that's a great point are gonna take that from a guy who just walked in the locker room you know what I mean like it's a, it's a lot easier it's it's almost like uh if you have if you have like a brother or a close friend from a very young age who might have a bit of an abrasive personality but that's who you've always known them to be and you know you know how to deal with that you know that it's not always as harsh as it might come you know what I mean like so you you understand that person and are, and you can deal with that personality much easier if it's just what you've always known. Mm. When when it's a new relationship and a guy comes in with that type of personality, that's a challenging thing. That would mm. be a challenging thing for anywhere Draymond goes that's not Golden State. That's not Steph and Clay and Steve Kerr, all the guys that have known him since the first day he walked in this league and, and have been working with him since the first day he, he walked in this league. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that would be a challenge, I think, for anybody who signed Draymond Green. But the Kings are probably more equipped to deal with that because of Mike, Mike Brown, Brown, who could A – cushion the blow for those guys in the locker room and B also, I think be able to rein Draymond in a little bit if he's rubbing people the wrong way. Straight up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brown. Thank you. Brown. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. It's Cattles and Robbie J in for Cattles today. Right after this, a lot of people thought something might happen in Portland last night. It did not. So where does Rip City go from here? Cattles and Robbie. Sacktown Sports. With you one mile at a time during the afternoon drive. Cattles and Robbie. Sacktown Sports. What is this? I like this. Jermaine Dupree. Oh, man. J.A. All right. Is this some old Jermaine Dupree or is this yes. something I should not 2006 really? or 7. Really? I love this song. 
I'm glad you guys like it too. Like E40 said, anything over 20 years old is a classic. <laughs> Man, doesn't that make not you feel old though? Yet. Oh yeah, for me for sure now. Yeah. I told you guys, like I it dawned on me, I don't know, within the last year, like that I so in the I when I was going to high school, classic rock, which I loved at the time and still okay. love today, was like stuff from the 70s. The yeah. Beatles, Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, everything else. And I was like, so Kids my age then, now, their classic rock is is the stuff that was new when I was that age. Like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all the other stuff. Vintage, yeah. And I felt very, very old. When I had that realized it. Kyle, you don't have to put on headphones and a microphone yeah, to make fine. me feel it's older. His birthday. It's okay. Happy birthday. Happy uh, birthday, Kyle, you young as I, as you I heard young you kiddo. Want to get your uh, learner's permit to get behind the wheel. All I wanted to say is yes, Nickelback is our classic rock wow. now. Oh my I was never God. into Nickelback, okay? And that's, come on, that's ridiculous. They got, he's trying to stunt you out, Rami. They got a couple bangers. I'm not gonna I agree. <laughs> I had to pipe down because I agree. I'm with you, Rami. And I get a lot of heat for that on Twitter. Nickelback, from what so, I know, I mean, I couldn't name a Nickelback song from a quarterback, but sure. they're huge, right? So yeah, we, we I mean, get that all, part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will be rejoining with some Nickelback. Right, Believe I, that. I'm still not going to know it. I'm just going to think it's a rock song. <laughs> so Jay, yesterday people thought there might be some kind of movement with the number three pick and and something had to give with the Dame Lillard situation who does, doesn't want to leave Portland but also doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, doesn't want to play with the young guy. But nothing, I mean, nothing happened. They drafted Scoot Henderson and it appears things are moving forward as is. And you can throw in. The fact that uh, Jeremy Grant is expected to command thirty plus million dollars annually sure. in free agency we and up to that. five years, five years, hundred and fifty million dollars mm-hmm. potentially on the table. Adrian Wojnarowski says there is no magic trade to make Portland a contender anytime soon, and this is what Shams had to say on the Stadium Draft Show last night. I'm told a timeline for for where the future will land with Damian Lillard likely extends now between here, this point tonight, and the start of free agency and potentially even into free agency and just seeing exactly what Portland is able to do. And if Portland is unable to make a meaningful move and, and, and enough to improve the team, Lillard has made it clear behind the scenes, from what I'm told, also publicly that he, he doesn't want to come back into a rebuilding situation. It's so now the the deadline has been pushed back. We all we all this time we thought it was the it was by by trade night because that's deadlines make things happen, right, Jay? And they had a very big asset with the number three pick that that could have made something happen, whether that be to trade Dame Lillard or to trade that number three pick and get something or someone to come and help Dame Lillard try and win a championship. Now Shams is saying that the the timeline has been pushed back. Do you think anything changes in this Portland situation, or is Dame just going to have to go at it this year with Scoot and Jeremy Grant at five years, $150 million, and Shaden Sharp as well? Well, shouts out to Jeremy Grant for getting his bag if he does get that yes, bag. Sir. I mean, Absolutely. look, I salute anyone. You pay with your worth, I, I guess, right? Or, or, excuse me, you're worth what someone will pay you. Mm-hmm. I said that wrong. At this point, Rami, for me, man, Dane has come out publicly, as Shams just said, that, and I go back to the he had three conversations because I cut the sound. 
mm-hmm. for you and Nick. <laughs> Within the same week where he said he was not going through a rebuild and he did not want to play with a youngster. Mm-hmm. He made that very, very clear on the podium twice and in an interview one-on-one. He made sure of that. And if I'm not mistaken, even in a Mark Spears piece that was on paper that he yeah. said, look, I don't I don't want to play for a rebuild. At this point, Rami, we either have to have we, – we, meaning Dame and the Blazers, we either have to – understand that this relationship is going to continue or it's not. That's what's best. It's almost toxic at this point, right? Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's almost in a, a toxic relationship and I get it. And I, I understand we, we all, my mom used to tell me this all the time, Rami. And you, I say this to my daughter. I'm pretty sure we've all had this situation. Everyone who's listening, you're going to have people come in and out of your life throughout your life. And some of them are going to be difficult to let go. And some of them are going to be super easy. And some of them you should have did it 20 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. That's where we at with Portland. We're either going to be together for the next couple of years and, and understand we're trying to build on it, or it's we got to move on. We have to. Dame is the greatest Portland Trailblazer in my Ever. mind. Yeah. I think it comes down to him and Clyde Drexler. I was uh, going to say Clyde might have a case. Yeah, Bill didn't play long enough. Bill Walton, he didn't play for Trailblazers long mm-hmm. enough. But for me, my money is Dame. It sounds crazy that we're talking about an 11-year vet in Portland having to step away, but it may be time. It may be time. And if not, just as quick as you've publicly come out and say you do not want to, is he said it many years ago, and we see by his actions, he doesn't want to leave Portland. Mm-hmm. And we keep hearing conflicting reports. He does not want to leave Portland. I happen to know contacts and stuff. His family loves it. His wife loves Portland. They love it up that way. But professionally, you either have to take this relationship a step further and go all in, or we're going to have to spread love. And I love you, but I love you from afar. And I think if if he really wants out, Jay, if he really doesn't want to be a part of this thing moving forward and he really wants out, as persistent as he was, he never just came out and said, trade me. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's when when you look at all these superstars who got out of the situation that they were in, that they didn't want to be in, they had to hurt some feelings. Yes. In, including in the fan base. Because to this point, Damon said, look, I, I love being in Portland, but I don't want to be part of a rebuild and I don't want to play with young guys. So if he's traded, every Blazers fan is going to say, Dame wanted to be a Blazer to the end, but the Blazers didn't give him what he wanted. Very true. You know what I mean? The day he comes out and says, I can't do this anymore, trade me. He's going to hurt some feelings, Mm. and he's going to lose some people. But I think that's what it's going to take for the Blazers to actually trade him. I I think that they're they're holding him there because he hasn't done that yet, and, and he hasn't forced their hand yet. And as long as he does that... They know they're going to keep selling tickets. Right. They know that he's going to keep on putting on a good show. And they know that at so, and to some degree, to some degree, if you put an an okay enough team around him and a young okay enough team around him that's going to grow and develop and get better, that you can be at least somewhat competitive. You know right. what I mean? And I don't think the Blazers really care about much more than that at this point. Because wow. like Woj is saying, there isn't a magic trade out there. And and if if that's the case, unless Dame really forces me to, 
Why am I going to trade Dame Lillard? Yeah. What, what incentive do I have to trade Dame Lillard? Very true. Unless I'm going to get a bounty in return that's going to help me with this rebuild. But really, I don't know that you. I don't know that you're going to get what we're talking about. Look at some of the trades that that have gone down here re- recently. Bradley you know Bill what I didn't mean? Even bring a number one pick. That's exactly what I'm. That's the, exactly the guy I was about to bring up, Jay. So I think he has to, in some people's eyes, be the bad guy. If he wants to, if he really wants out of there, he's going to just have to come out and say, "Trade me," and and hurt some feelings. Quickly, do you think Dame doesn't want to be the bad guy? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Hmm. He loves Portland. Yeah, he does. He loves Blazers fans. Family loves Portland. You know what I mean? And he means it when he says he wants to get it done there. But yeah. he needs to realize it's not going to get done there. And if he's not okay with that, tell him I got I got to get out of here. Yeah. Not I have preferences. You know, I need need to get out of here. I'm not playing here no more. Man, dude's in a toxic relationship right now, man. Yes, absolutely. Toxic, man. Absolutely. Dude, shots out to Dame, man. I love Dame. Dude's a beast, man. Love that, dude. He has put up with a lot. No doubt he's caused some of these, you know, the conflict, as you're saying. He's caused a lot of conflict towards himself as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You're never in a bad situation with no fault of your own. Yeah, that's never the case. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Almost church, never. boy. You preaching out here, man? Almost. Come never. on, brother. Pulpit. Almost never. Pulpit. Well, hit a quick break. After that, how did we not get to this? Cattles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. We didn't miss it. See, see, see right there. You see it? I think it. We just chose not to tell you. Well, we're ready now. It's how did we not get into it? Get into it. Yeah, every Friday, there's always a story that slips through the cracks. And that's what this segment is for. That's why it's called, How Did We Not Get Into It? And Jay, there's a potentially a big fight Uh-oh. on the horizon. Canelo, Charlo? Mm, not quite that big. Okay, they've uh, already signed September. You going to watch it? Not quite that big. Uh, you in? Yeah. out. Canelo and who? Charlo. One of Charlo twins. I don't know who that is. Okay. And no is worries. Canelo still good? Yeah. Okay. He's still, right. still beating people up? Yeah. All right. All right. Good yeah. for him. All right. Still cashing checks, I'm assuming. Uh, right? Big checks. Okay, good. The hands are still buy one, get one? Uh, so, yeah, yeah okay. quite a bit. All right. Yeah, and he, he just signed with PBC, so he's three-fight deal, big check. More money. Big money. More money, more that money. Dude, Good for him. That dude's balling. No, Jay, I'm talking about two of the world's most high-profile technology billionaires. <laughs> Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have agreed to fight each other in a cage match. <laughs> Celebrity boxer fight. <laughs> Mr. Musk posted a message on his social media platform that he was, quote, up for a cage fight with Mr. Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mr. Zuckerberg, the boss of Facebook and Instagram parent company Meta, then posted a screenshot of Elon Musk's tweet with the caption, quote, send me location. The story speaks for itself, a Meta spokesperson told the BBC. Uh, Elon Musk then replied to Zuckerberg's response with Vegas Octagon. Drop that pin. <laughs> the octagon is, of course, the uh, the Madden Fenston area that the UFC uses. Yes. So, Jay. Wait, who said drop that pin? Uh, Zuckerberg? Or no. was it Musk? That's not like Musk something. He Musk said, send me location. Who was that? That was that was uh, Zuckerberg? That was Zuckerberg, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Drop yeah. that pin. I got some wants for you. that smoke. <laughs> he wants that smoke, man. He said, send me the location. I'll come there right now and smack you, you up. You ain't about that life. Mr. Twitter, I'll come over there right now. 
in a, in my Tesla. I will drive my I will drive the car you created over to your house <laughs> and smack you around, is what Mark Zuckerberg said. So Jay, Zuckerberg versus Musk. Who you got? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Eli, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think the weight difference is gonna be big. I, okay. I'm not. Look, I'm not. Do I have a tail of the tape? Here? Yeah, I'm not ta- suppressing the tail of the tape. Hold on. Um, I'll find it. Go yeah, ahead. Go I, ahead. I, Give me your breakdown. Yeah, I'm going Musk just because I think they're in different weight classes. Mm-hmm. I think Musk has the weight advantage. And don't get me wrong. Choose your fighter. <laughs> right. right. I love it. Smaller guys have all definitely can be the bigger guy. But I'm not. I think Musk has a little more like oomph to him. You know, Zuckerberg to me is that type of cat that sits behind a computer and he's typing on the uh, See? the numbers. And I'm not saying Musk is it, but I think Musk is in, in enough funk that he understands that one day he might have to put his paws up. Zuckerberg for me, <laughs> it, it, a little weaselish. Kind of just a little bit. Okay, I have the tail of the tape. Give it all to right, me, brother. Right. Elon Musk. Who, first of all, who put this out? Elon I Musk see you did. on Twitter. Elon Musk? Really? Oh, you World mean the tail star. of the tape? I don't, I don't know kidding. who this guy okay, is. Gotcha. I don't, I don't okay. know that I want to give him any pub. And it's everywhere. I just The first tweet I found with it on there. But there are a bunch of them. Uh, Elon Musk, 51 years old, 6 feet, 2 inches. Uh, he is 100 and... Oh, no, that can't nah, be that's right. That's not right. That's not what I'm... They're giving me his IQ and all oh, this other... On. No, I want their size, man. This is the chess match. Here we go. Now I got it. Oh, here we uh, go. 6'2", 187. Mark Zuckerberg, 5'8", 154. Oof, that's three, four divisions off there, brother. Yeah, it is. Now, according to these two guys... Uh, well, I know. I've seen video of Zuckerberg in jiu-jitsu tournaments. Yes. And he's he's placed in a few of them. So first, second place. Is my, that like the, you know, the rich guy syndrome, though, that like no one wants to really right. hurt him and fight him? It's there like the go. king, like, you know, participating in jousting or something. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm and, just I'm and just he might have paid off a few judges, too. Uh, you know, he might, <laughs> might be greasing way. some palms on the back end, Simone. I'm with you, brother. And I've seen, I'm with you. I, I haven't seen video, but I have seen Elon Musk in, like, karate and jujitsu outfits. I've never seen <laughs> <laughs> It's a pump fake. It's for the show. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. I haven't seen actual video. I'm telling. I, I don't. If it's out there, send it to me. But uh, I've seen Zuckerberg in action. He seems to know his way around a mat. Jay. He does seem to know his way around a mat. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. Very true. I'm with you on that. I. I you still I, going, Musk? Yeah. I'm still going, Musk. All right. Yeah. The yeah. Options, brother. Options. Remember the the word of the day. The Sacramento Kings have options. I have options. I'm going to Elon. Musk. That is a weight advantage. Yeah. That that is quite the weight advantage that that Elon's got. Size, weight, the the whole thing. I don't know. I think Zuckerberg's feisty. I bet he's feisty. In there. I would imagine. You know what I mean? I would imagine. And, Give me Elon too. Uh, you got Elon too. Yeah. I'm taking Elon. He's really? got a little dog in him. I don't know. I think so too. Yeah, a little nastiness. I personally, I don't think either one knows how to throw a punch. <laughs> well, I mean, if they both been trained, but jujitsu, allegedly, and. Not not mixed martial arts. They're I not throwing you. punches. They're grappling. I got you. Is there punching in jujitsu? I don't I know. I just see. I just see like a rage in Elon that I don't see, and maybe that's because oh, of no, the, there's the a social rage in network. Zuckerberg. I don't know, but like he was so at least that portrayal. There's a rage. I think in that's there. why I'm I'm giving there's Elon. There's a there's a kid who was bullied in there. I would yeah. I would bet. Mm. Yeah. I would bet. Give me Musk. I think I'm going Zuck. I think I'm taking Zuck. Zuck. I think it would surprise you. 
I think he might surprise you. And he's, <laughs> and he's the one who said, send me the location, like I said, and I'll come smack you up right now. Drop to pee. Is what he told Elon Musk. That's, that's, could, that's that, the dude who's pretty confident that he's going to win that fight. That's true. Right? That's true. Right? There's something could, to be said for that. Or he could be the loud cat that's out there in the pump faking, too. You know, so I don't know. I don't know which way to take it. I, I wish they would. I wish they would, and it'd be like a charity or something, but of course not. Oh, man, they, they should donate the money. No yes. one else needs to put any exactly. money in except for them two. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing either one get punched in the face. I'm not going to lie. Truth. We'll hit a quick break, and then uh, we'll get back to the Kings and got a little money now. Again? We're, we're going shopping, Jay. Oh. <laughs> options. Yes, sir. Options next on Cattles and Robbing. Cattles and Robbing. Cattles and Robbing. Sacktown Sports.